Hey up guys and well done, you've made it to the final part of our Edward the Confessor mini-series. In this final instalment, we find out if Edward ever did manage to get some semblance of revenge against Godwin of Wessex. It's going to be a wild ride, so make yourself a strong cup of tea and strap in as we continue with... So, in 1051, the clergy monks of Canterbury, they picked a relative of Godwin's to be Archbishop, and Edward was done. (laughs) He was done. So he refused. (laughs) I I love that that's the thing that made him snap. He's he's, uh, like, murder my brother, will you? I'll, 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 I'll marry your daughter and do exactly what you say all the time for 15 straight years. And then one more thing. (laughs) That's the point at which he snaps. So he said, no, I am picking the Archbishop. And he did. He picked his own close advisor, Robert. Okay. Just just Robert. The new Archbishop, Robert, accused Godwin of plotting to kill the king. And it was on. Nice. Finally. Both men, they called up their vassals, their earls, their supporters, their I, thanes. Could, yeah, I was going to say. Could, I don't think Godwin Their serfs, could. everything they could find, their sheep. <laughs> They're wenches, they're bar, both bar wenches and common country wenches. They're nuns and they're bishops. Which is the superior wench? The bar or country? Or the country common. wench. The country wench is superior. Yeah. For why? For why? Because she has to travel between jobs. <laughs> Godwin tried to negotiate a peace. So now Godwin's a bitch. After like 20 years of being in control, he's a bitch now. No, no, he just doesn't want to fight. As far as Godwin's concerned, everything was forgiven he was just doing what he should have been doing for the Lord he was serving at the time. This yeah, this yeah, this entire point, rivalry yeah. is completely one-sided. Yeah, I suppose it is, actually. Godwin, <laughs> Godwin helped him become king. Yeah. Godwin has been sticking up for him. Godwin had him marry his daughter, so, possibly because he liked the guy. So Godwin is basically just an amoral operator. He, he, he's just out, no, out, for, out for gain. God, Godwin's just a guy who's trying to survive in these times. And... <laughs> In terms that's of this rivalry, best, that's the most he, positive. This is it. probably the first point at which Godwin realizes there is a rivalry. <laughs> he, he really does actually, because Edward replies to his peace offer by saying, "Godwin can have his peace if he can restore Alfred and his companions alive." Wow! So, so he'd he, been working on that line for a while. So he'd been holding a grudge for like twenty odd years at this point, yeah. and he was so crap at holding that grudge that nobody else knew about it. No no one else knew he was holding a grudge. Is... Unfortunately for Godwin, yeah. a lot of his earls didn't feel good about going up against the king. So they said, we're not going to fight for the king, but we're not going to fight for you. Oh, wow. We're just going to sit on this fence here, get ourselves nice and comfy. Was that out of like, religious belief or just because they sort of suspected that having come back from so many debilitating hits... And... <laughs> Edward's family would eventually be back to punish them. I, I think they probably saw the crazy <laughs> eyes that Edward was um, sporting by that point. Like, I'm, I'm going to have you now, finally. And they just went, there is no fucking way. <laughs> that guy has just gone too far. <laughs> oh, God, I've got the hiccups. This is terrible. <laughs> oh, dear. We can, we can edit this bit out. So, Godwin and his sons decided discretion was the better part of valor they fled and edward as a final flourish Mm. sent his wife edith to a nunnery and as a little side note swain died in jerusalem oh well you know so the eldest son dies at least he traveled but edward finally had his revenge so he waited i mean he waited quite a while Mm -hmm. he got there in the end though i mean that's more than his dad ever managed so congratulations edward you're not quite as much of a complete failure bitch as your dad. 
He enjoyed his revenge for a year. Then mm. Godwin and his sons returned with an army, and Edward was forced <laughs> to restore Godwin and his sons, their earldoms, and he had to get Edith back from the nunnery. So she. I been... wonder how easy that is. Like, did the nun? He's the, he's the king. Yeah, he, he okay, can grab a enough, nun. But like, do you reckon, do you reckon, the, do you reckon the nuns were like, no, she's like, she's the centre of the community now. She's the best at all the needlework, and and we we can't live without her honeyed scones. <laughs> I think at this point, reading between the lines, both Edith and Edward were probably pissed about having to reconcile. Mm. She was probably happy at the nunnery. He was happy to be no rid of her. No one's pouring at me anymore. <laughs> this was just a dick-waving ep- episode for Godwin to say, you will take my daughter back. I feel like that was probably the only reason that Edward was still around was because Godwin didn't know they were feuding. Yeah. <laughs> Edward's very incompetent. And Godwin seems like, like I w- I'm not going to say like a good dude, but like... Politically shrewd, yeah. yeah. Well, he he managed to to keep his lands through two separate Viking invasions. Successful Viking invasions, successful. Not not, not raids, invasions. So he's he's served as the Earl of Wessex under four separate kings. He's he's done well. Is that not an inherited position, though? I suppose they could have just deposed him at any time. That was yeah. just, what a stupid question. You can just <laughs> uh, I'm giving you that, you know, yeah, yeah, as yeah, part yeah. of yeah. yeah. Thank you, Thorkill at all. <laughs> oh my god. You get Wessex. I forgot about and Henning, you get Deal you can that. have Cornwall. Deal. Those people are insane <laughs> and can't really be ruled. Good luck, Henning. <laughs> Luckily for Edward, Godwin only knew about the feud for a few years before he died. Mm-hmm. The total revenge that Edward had been able to exact for the murder of his baby brother <laughs> was a one year banishment. Or as we call it now. A gap year, an extended <laughs> holiday. <clears throat> that's that's what he managed. He sent Godwin away for a gap year. I mean, you know, if you want to chalk it up, you could say that Godwin's son did die. Yeah. Off, you know, off in Jerusalem. So, he, but that's why you had like six or seven oh, sons. Right, so he, he had spares. Basically. Oh, there are lots of spares. An heir and a spare. That was yeah. the tradition. Well, there's there's way more than there that for Godwin. <laughs> Within three years of Godwin's death, his sons controlled practically all of England. So all of the earldoms. So Edward just... Edward was the figurehead, but he didn't actually have a base of power because Wessex was taken over by the Godwins. Like, so he, he was king in name, but the power resided with all of Godwin's no, I, I, sons. Yeah, that's crazy. No, Godwin's son. Mm. Oh, that's a, that's a name that I remember from uh, it is. year seven history. It should be. <laughs> Edward withdrew, understandably, from political life and spent most of his time either at church or hunting. So he he was done with this shit. I mean, he should have been done with this shit. He was very terrible at it. <laughs> at, at this point, he realised he had no power. He, <laughs> he was just called king because yeah. it was easier to have him as a figurehead. Rather than create all <clears> the <throat> massive infighting that would presumably... So he just yeah. withdrew, enjoyed the perks of it, gave up I on mean, revenging. Kind of... Like, that's kind of a win, like, you know, for medieval life. Mm. Like, somebody else is sorting all the shit out. All I have to do is mm. hunt and whore, basically. Mm. Eventually, he even found a favourite amongst Godwin's sons in Tostig, who was the Earl of Northumbria. So he found found a guy that he could get on with. Mm. He thought, maybe, maybe I could name this guy as my heir. Maybe I could tolerate Tostig being, Tostig being the heir. So in October 1065, mm. he invited him to come hunting, because that's what you do, you know. If you're oh, yeah, it's, it's a, sounding someone out for a big, big level management position, you, so, t- you take him. So hunting is basically like broing out. Yeah, it's, it's like taking him for a golfing trip to see if he's a 
a good sort <laughs> if he's on the level. You know, he's... doing proto Masonic handshakes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing what type of beer he drinks. So he said, you know, he says, go, "Come on down, Tostig. Come on down from Northumbria. It's, it's cold up there." You Tostig's co- a pretty sweet name. You come down. We'll show you the sights of London. Then we'll go out into the woods. We'll get ourselves a couple of boar. Mm. Yeah, we'll go to what men do. Yeah, we'll do manly things. We'll whore. <laughs> so it's you know it's like a yeah he's, he's organised a mandate essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. Uh, Tostig's thanes immediately took the opportunity to stage a rebellion and kill two hundred of Tostig's followers. So Tostig wasn't actually popular in his own earldom. Yeah, he'd um, invited when he'd been made Earl of Northumbria. Mm. He'd invited a lot of the local lords to his house with safe passage in order to discuss how yeah, yeah, he'd manage. Yeah, yeah. How's, and, this, how's this going to work? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and he killed them all. <laughs> you, you know, as was, you do. Was everyone incompetent? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you, you want to you wanna introduce your own ideas and you've got these people who've got quite traditional, long-standing ideas that have grown, grown through the generations. So you... you you, you've got to get rid of the yeah, dead yeah, wood. of course. You know, the, <laughs> you've got to kill the, them. The only way out is root and branch murder reform. Well, it you know, it obviously worked for him. Tostig. Yeah. Tostig, he's with the king, so he All demanded right. that the rebellion be suppressed. And he had he had the king on his side, so he's, he's going to march up there. Yeah, 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 I get that, I get that. But even his own older brother, Harold, refused to support him. Would this be Harold Godwinson? That might be Harold Godwinson. <sighs> And Edward was given no choice but to banish his favourite. So Tostig <laughs> was told to fuck off. He thought he was going for a meeting oh to discuss how he could become king and how he could be made and he heir. he ended up being banished. And he ended up being banished because even when he'd retired from political life, Edward was that... Much of a cock-up. <laughs> he was that every, bad. Every, everything he touched, like he was, he was beaten with the failure stick. Jesus Christ. The embarrassment, unfortunately, it was too much for old Edward to take, and he suffered a series of strokes. Yeah, I mean... Out of embarrassment. <laughs> sheer embarrassment <laughs> caused the man's brain to rupture in several places. I mean, I'd like to say a word in his defence, but all I've got is, I guess he wasn't quite as much of a failure as his dad, but in another way of looking at it, he was a failure for a lot longer. So it depends how you measure failure, I suppose. Hmm. Who knows? He was even too ill to attend the opening of a little abbey he'd had built in Westminster. Mm-hmm. No, really? Yeah, he he couldn't go there. Mm. But he sure as fuck could be buried there. He died on January the 5th, 1066, and was succeeded by Harold, son of Godwin. <laughs> yeah. Who was crowned on the same day as his funeral, January the 6th, <laughs> 1066. They didn't even give him an entire day to himself for the country to remember their king. It was, well... Who would want to remember him? Like, honestly, I think that God. was it. It was like, he's gone. Hi. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. But... Even though his living career was pretty... Shit. Well, it, it wasn't the best. It wasn't, yeah. Edward would go on to be sainted. The only Why? English king who's ever been sainted. Why? And he is now remembered fondly as Edward the Confessor. Why was he sainted? The last king of the House of Wessex. Why was he sainted, though? Because he built Westminster Abbey, as far as I can tell. Oh. He, he he built a, a really nice abbey, and they went, what? yep. I have no idea what the two miracles he is supposed to have performed during his lifetime are. Is that a rule for being a saint? I if you want that. to be a saint, you've got to have two verified miracles. I suppose his miracle was nobody killed him before. 
Like, <laughs> there were so many opportunities, and he was such a colossal fuck-up. So that's it, yeah, those are the two miracles. He wasn't killed by anyone else, and he didn't manage to kill himself. So, you know, that's, oh. that, those are two actual miracles based on his life story. Okay. If you're going to give him those as miracles, I mean, the I'm bar's very, pretty low. I'm very certain those are miracles. Like, like actual, 100%, there is no other explanation <laughs> than the intervention of a supreme divine being for that, those two things not happening. Well, he, he actually lived out his entire lifespan. He died of, I mean, natural causes. Embarrassment-related stroke. Both he and his father died of natural causes. How strange yeah, well, is that? It. With all the deaths that we've talked okay, about. there you go. There's four miracles right there. <laughs> Both of them managed to live their natural-born yeah. lifespans. He was outlived by his mother, Emma of Normandy, no. who went on to marry Harold. No, you are shitty. <laughs> of course I'm shitting you. <laughs> oh, You'd be like 80. <laughs> Oh, he was the last king of the House of Wessex, a family that had ruled the England, the, the England, England, the English. I was going for either England or the English, and I got the England. Well, let's go, just wind it back to the Angles. He, he had ruled the Angles. His family had ruled the Angles, with a couple of exceptions, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, fair enough, a couple of interruptions, for Could 180 years. Wow. The House of Godwin would rule England for 282. Really? Of course. Oh, oh yeah, because Guillaume Le Batard would turn up. Well, I wouldn't tell that story because everybody knows about that. But very few people know how incompetent our kings were up to that point. Jesus Christ. Having read that, I am now quite thankful for William the Bastard to come over because we sure as fuck didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, he, he was a complete bastard, but <laughs> between all the murdering and stuff, he managed to get an actual census underway, which I feel like if you'd, if you'd, if you'd told either Ethelred or Edward that they had to get a census organised, they'd probably have started by randomly murdering every woman or something. Oh, oh I should mention, and it's not in the notes, but posthumously I found out the reason that there was all that shit in 1066 is mm. because... Before he died, the year before he died, he had kind of promised the throne to William of Normandy, based as, on as a sort of fuck you to the gods. No, based on the fact that he'd spent a lot of his earlier years there, and they'd helped him and supported him, and he didn't want the Godwins. But right. he'd also kind of promised it to Tostig, who he then exiled, and he was the one who went to meet with Harold Hadrada of right, the Vikings, right, right, who right. was related to Swain. So, oh, Jesus Christ. and he also promised the throne just before he died to Harold. So Edward the Con- Edward he, the Confessor was basically the reason that it all cocked yeah, he, up. He kind of promised the throne to oh three different God. people and then died. 